It's a football podcast with Safed Dean. That mojo, that Brady mojo, that sauce, that juice, the ingredients, the accoutrement. You got that swag. Well, how many other words I need to use? Tyler Dragon. Look at that. I made Safed a believer. Man, I need to be a politician. And Josina Anderson. What are you, Puff Daddy Q Masao? What are you, a rap? You about, you about to break it down in the cipher? Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders talk axes, analyze O's, and bring you behind the scenes. Exclusive, entertaining, insightful. Because they know football. But what's it called? Yes, A. Football Podcast. All right, guys, it's week 13 of the NFL season. Hope everybody had a really nice, relaxing, food-filled, football-filled, mac and cheese-filled uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, welcome back to It's a Football Podcast. Tyler, Josina, we got a lot to get into, and I want to start off the top with uh, Packers-Rams, a nice little recap from the game of the week last week. Um, it looks like between the Packers and the Bucks, guys, I think they might be kind of trending towards the NFC title rematch this year. And the Rams lost three in a row, especially after their bye, a bad loss in, in Green Bay. Uh, Tyler, your, your look up at the NFC standings, man, and, and Arizona still first with a bye last week. But how do you see that kind of shaking out um, for the rest of the season here, man? Yeah, you kind of disrespected the Arizona Cardinals. You said Packers, Bucks, but the number yeah. one team in the NFC is those Arizona Cardinals. And I'm hearing this week that Kyler Murray is going to come back. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is trending in the right direction. So don't sleep on the Arizona Cardinals. They have the number one record in the NFC, and they're playing pretty good football. But, yeah, I do agree. If I had to pick one team, I would pick the Packers as the best team, not only in the NFC, but in the NFL. And I say that because they have shown me a variety of ways to win football games. But don't sleep on the Arizona Cardinals, my number two team. And then number three, I would have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defending champions, all the way to number three. The defending Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The champions. followed, Followed by... The Los Angeles Rams. I know they're on a three-game losing streak, but I still think they're going to get things together. It's only the second three-game losing streak of uh, Sean McVay's head coaching uh, era in Los Angeles. So I do think they'll right the ship and get back to the swing of things, but they're number four on my list in the NFC. So what do you think about the Packers defensively, Tyler? That's a good point. The Packers have surprised me and a lot of other people defensively. For them to be able to, you know, hold the Los Angeles Rams, I know it was kind of a shootout, but they played pretty well uh, defensively. And then against the Kansas City Chiefs, yes, they were without Patrick Mahomes, but their defense showed up no, that they game. Were without that was kind Aaron of a Rogers, defense. Team, yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't play. De- Patrick Mahomes was was playing though. <laughs> they did. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, <laughs> no, you're sorry, fine, you're sorry. Fine. You know, you know what I meant. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they were without Aaron Rodgers, but their defense showed up. And then against Arizona, their defense showed up against that game too. So their defense has been <clears throat> playing well and have exceeded expectations. Yeah, Josine, I would add to the Packers thing too. I was at the Packers Vikings game a couple weeks ago, and that was the one loss that they've had recently. And um, and the defense, I was kind of on the defense a little bit more because we talked about they did really well against Kyler Murray. They did really well against Patrick Mahomes. Did really well against Russell Wilson in his first game back from finger surgery. They held all those guys, so I think about 34 points. And then here's Kirk Cousins, who has 34 points in one game against them in Minnesota. But the thing about that game was Justin Jefferson was all over the field, okay? Um, he is a very, very special receiver. And I think the Packers would be lucky to not face a receiver like that Um, you know, come playoff time. But I think that was really just a a real anomaly in the sense of that the Packers defense has really carried them so far. And Aaron Rodgers and that offense have picked it up, you know, tremendously, especially with that run game. I mean, A.J. Dillon is a bulldozer. Aaron Jones has come back now from his little knee sprain um, that he's dealing with, too. So they've got two running backs. Um, You're hoping for a second receiver to join Devontae Adams. But I think when you got Aaron Rodgers, you'll be okay if you're Green Bay. So you feel like it was an anomaly uh, against the Vikings? Because I'm looking at, obviously, Minnesota scored 34, 
and the Los Angeles Rams scored, uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, the Packers scored 30, uh, excuse me. 31 that game? Yes. And, but, but, but basically the point that I'm trying to say is it was still a lot of points. And I know you're trying to say that Jefferson uh, was all over the place. It was an anomaly. The only two special uh, performances that I feel like I see are, C- are Seattle and Kansas. And even that game that Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. I think uh, what, what can't, can, Green Bay had a lot of, uh, you know, the passer rating for Kyler Murray and Mahomes and, Russell Wilson was really down. And I think you could probably, I don't know, I don't know if you want to take away any credit because Russell Wilson has shown he's probably not the same player he is, you know, since he's come back from that finger injury. But, I mean, the Packers' defense is doing enough, right? I think Green Bay got also a big enough lead in that game against the Rams last week to make it comfortable for the offense, to make it even more comfortable for the defense to kind of play with the lead. And, um, you know, obviously every team in the NFL, if you're playing with the lead, it's a little bit easier for you to come out with the victory than – you know, them playing from behind. In today's NFL, we all know that all the rules favor the offense. And the game is transitioning to a point where the defense pretty much only needs two to three crucial stops a game. And some of the games, the big games that I've seen the Packers play, including against the Cardinals, including against the Rams, the Packers defense has done that. And that's pretty much all you need, at least to win regular season games. Yes, in the playoffs, things kind of buckle down a little bit. And defense, in my opinion, still wins championships. But the Packers defense has shown me enough to be able to uh, win games in the postseason, make a deep playoff run. Josie, and I want to talk about Tyler's third team in the NFC, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean... Just uh, we're going to get back to the fact that Tyler has the three loss Rams three in a row, losing three in a row over the Cowboys. We're, we'll get back to that in a second. But the Tampa Bay Cowboys Bucks, just lost. to Did the Cowboys just lose? Yes or no? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> I, I think they're, they're also they're out. They're also in the midst of a COVID outbreak. Oh, that's yeah, story, that's a, but... the Thanksgiving COVID outbreak. And there's Dallas, been nothing yeah. else that's popped up with that this morning, has there? Not that we've seen yet. Well, and the, but... and the reason why I say that is because when the news came out, there was a report out there that said they were expecting eight, like up to eight more positives. So I was just wondering <clears> if <throat> I had missed anything. But go ahead. Yeah, I think the Cowboys' COVID outbreak has definitely not been. Um, it's hit at the wrong time of the season, you know, especially when you have uh, I forget which one of their receivers, whether Zamari Cooper had had Amari COVID Cooper, and yep. missed the first two games, then Ceedee Lamb had a concussion and missed the Thanksgiving game as well. Um, and yes, the Cowboys did lose to the Las Vegas Raiders, big game by the Ra- Raiders on Thanksgiving there too. Um, but which of the, of the Cowboys and the Rams, which team do you think has a better chance to make a run in the playoff mix later this season? For me, I think it might be the Cowboys. I think I, I think their defense, you have Trevon Diggs who's leading the league in interceptions. Uh, Co- um, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, two of the best receivers with Dak Prescott. And they still got Zeke in that offensive line. I think they can still put it together. Sure, they had a couple losses in recent weeks here. Um, but I think it, it's probably a little hiccup in the road. I, I think the Rams have a lot more to put together than the Cowboys do. Well I, well, I would just have to say, you know, with the, even the Rams' performance, I, I just I know you're talking about the Cowboys and and the Rams, but let me just say about the Rams that Matthew uh, Stafford, I feel like, is in his head right now, mm-hmm. um, and I think that um, it's almost like you're dealing with the ghosts of past failure, and he he's trying to like fill out the skin of, you know being that elite quarterback for a new team and yet dealing with uh, whatever doubts that he has had or experienced of being on a team previously where he has never kind of fully emerged or broken that crack. And I feel like mentally he's kind of receded in that. I mean, three straight games to have pick sixes and he just seems off even from the first game that uh, Odell was there when they were playing the 49ers and the passes were sailing or what have you. Um, like he, like his brain is scrambling, and then you, and then I don't know if you guys feel in that Sean McVay has adjusted or you know put the game plan um, in the play calling in a place where he can kind of get Matthew Stafford back into the pocket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But and I don't know it, it, in addition to the fact of the Rams defense, right? But 
Um, so that that's been interesting to kind of see, especially after they had, you know, some time to work on things with the bye. And, you know, and it's not like it was a bad performance. Like they didn't score anything, but um, they're definitely not in the same mojo groove that they were in before. So I don't know how much you feel like that has to do with what I'm saying or just really missing all the things that Robert Robert Woods did for them. Yeah, I think the Robert Woods loss is definitely a huge loss, Tyler. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. The uh, <laughs> Robert Woods was a, a safety blanket. He knew all the routes. He knew all the protections. He was a guy making blocks for when they like to do their end around, you know, the things that they do on offense there too. But like you mentioned, Josina, Matthew Stafford doesn't seem like he's all the way there. And I think Sean McVay is also tinkering a lot with what he's used to doing as well because he has his new quarterback and he has all these new weapons too. And so I think it's really hard for the both of them to kind of get some chemistry that they really had going on earlier this season where they were beating some earlier opponents. But still, I think Tyler believes the Cowboys are <laughs> not as good as the Rams. Is that true, Tyler? So a, a few things. You guys raised some good points. Mm-hmm. And I was on a radio show last week, and the question came up, is Matthew Stafford – an elite quarterback. Josini used the word elite. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I do think no, he's that fringe. he was try- he's trying to get into that elite skin. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think he's fringe top 10. I don't think he's an elite quarterback and this is the first season really in his career that he went into the season with expectations. The with the Detroit Lions, everybody knew they weren't going anywhere. <laughs> They're the bottom feeders of their division. So this is the first season he has all the bright lights in Los Angeles where expectations things hit different when you have expectations. <laughs> so that, that is kind of the reason why he's in his head a little bit. And with Sean McVay, the, when the Rams offense was really clicking, it was when they were running the football with Todd Gurley a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that created the play action pass made defenses honest. Nowadays we're, Where's the Todd Gurley in the Rams' backfield? He's nowhere to be found. The Rams don't have an elite running back. They probably don't even have an above-average running backs. And teams are kind of catching up to Sean McVay's style of football. And it's really a pass-happy uh, football uh, style that he's uh, playing with. So when teams are adjusting to that and the offense is one-dimensional, that hurts the Los Angeles Rams. With all that being said, though, They do have a lot of talent on both sides of the football. And come on now, the Dallas Cowboys, they're an accident waiting to happen. I just think when the Dallas Cowboys, when they have bright lights on them and the expectations are high, they always fall short, especially in the postseason. And that's why. I don't believe in the Dallas Cowboys. So you tell me you, I'm wrong. You, you, they haven't won since the nineties. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Tyler. You're right, Tyler. <laughs> I, I agree with that. My favorite part about this podcast is not just you trying to avoid trying Josina after you tried Josina. It was the mm-hmm. fact that you wrote up, you spoke about all the things that are bad about the Rams, and you said, you know what, I'm still going to take the Rams because why? The Dallas Cowboys Over always Cowboys. find a way to disappoint. Yes. And, Over and the Stephen Cowboys. A always finds a way to have a laughing video against them, which is my favorite too. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think I think the Cowboys, I remember I, I watched them play earlier this season in the opener against Tampa Bay, and I mean, they were what, you know, a couple points shy of beating the Bucks in that opener, and they got better, but until this recent slide where um, some things are not clicking for them, they had a bad loss, and then the Thanksgiving game was obviously a, a bad light on them too, but I think later on this season, I don't know how many opportunities the, the Cowboys are going to have to mess it up um, versus the Rams, who I think are kind of messing up their opportunity right now, and look, both teams both have you know four or five games left here. It's a huge stretch. Um, the NFC is kind of top heavy with the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, all up there in that mix. Everybody else below that is, you know, within a game of playoff um, reach there too. So I think one of these teams might get into an upset situation in the first round of playoffs, um, but we'll see how how it all unfolds as the season kind of continues here, guys. Josina, I want to get back into something Tyler said earlier with the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the third best NFC team. Uh, the defending champions, I think Tyler called them the champions, um, <laughs> behind the Packers, behind the Cardinals, and they just had a really huge win over the Colts. I know the Colts are five and six, six and five, whatever, but Jonathan Taylor's been running over everybody. That offensive line is one of the best in the NFL, 
And they've been winning some games recently to get back in the playoff mix. And I think that was a huge, huge win for Tampa Bay to stay eight and three and kind of in that top three in the standings. But third overall in the NFC, Tyler, you kind of have to explain yourself here. First of all, the Colts, yes, I know they're on a winning streak. And Jonathan Taylor is on his way to a rushing title. They're a, a pretty good team. But after Jonathan Taylor on the offensive end, they really don't have much. Do you really trust Carson Wentz? Their defense is playing a little bit better, especially in that winning streak. So that was a good win. But let's not act like we expect the Colts to do anything. They're not a really good team. And when I'm comparing the Bucks to the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals, I just don't think that they are a better team. They're not playing better. Now, when Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were healthy and on the field, they were the best team in football. Now, a lot of that is contingent upon how they perform when they get back healthy, but it's hard to argue against the Arizona Cardinals when they're healthy. And then the Green Bay Packers, the way they have won games this season, like I said before, in a variety of different ways. Yes, their defense is shaky at times, but they have shown me the ability to win in a variety of different ways, and they could win on the road in a hostile environment. So I have them number one right now because their body of work, their resume this season mm -hmm. is probably better than any other team in the NFL. I would agree that about the Packers. And I would agree with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. When you have those two guys on the field, I mean, I like their chances than a Look lot of other teams. I may stop at a believer. But man, listen, I need to be listen, a politician. But listen, man, the Bucks, Tampa <laughs> Bay, when Tom Brady has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, and Leonard Fournette all on his offense and a defense that can stop Jonathan Taylor – um, I think that's a, a pretty good recipe for a team that Although, not only the won Bucks the Super Bowl last year, but could be competing for it again this year. What was that, Josina? No, I was just wondering, what do you think about the Bucks defense recently, though? <clears throat> I think uh, Vita Vea missed a game. I think they had another linebacker miss a game or two recently, but and they've got some secondary help back from some injuries. Um, I think their defense will be okay. I think they were good enough to play. If you're good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC title game last year, um, I think you're, they'll be able to find their stride later this season. Well, I mean, listen, obviously championship pedigree is championship pedigree. Um, and the Bucks just went through a recent stretch of, you know, not doing so well, collecting themselves in the final four games of the regular season last year, obviously building up steam after they wound up defeating the Washington football team to start out their postseason trek, obviously all the way to the Super Bowl. So, you know, we have seen them uh, able to tighten it up. We've seen Todd Bowles, you know, keep certain uh, grenades in his uh, fanny pack and then pull them out later. <laughs> so we've seen that. But as of right now, I don't know. Like uh, if, if, I, if, if all three teams were, you know, just kind of comparing them right now with the Cardinals and with um, the Rams. Packers. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, and the Packers. Uh, you know, well, I mean, basically, I'm just I'm just talking about those West Coast, you know, teams. Uh, in addition to you know Green Bay, um, when it comes to postseason, I would still put the the Bucks, you know, up there, and maybe and maybe even still ahead of Aaron Rodgers. She picked my side, Tyler. She picked my side, Tyler. Josina picked my side. So you're picking them up there. It, does that mean that they're number one? Like, what does that mean? Okay, so I'll no. It's a good question. I'll clarify. What I'm saying is, is that it, it's very difficult to um, discount against uh, Brady's postseason um, focus and prowess, and just kind of like his, you know, the, his ability to kind of call upon that. Blood pressure, drop it. You know, you, you know what I'm that saying. Mojo, oh, that that, what, what, mojo. Whatever that word is that I'm looking for. That, that he, sauce, that, they, that right, juice. That's right. The right. ingredients, the accoutrement. He got that swag. Because well, all of those other teams. Because <laughs> the thing is, like all of the other teams are really going to need everything going in their direction to not fall back on those, you know, kind of mental ghosts. Almost what, like what I'm saying, like Matthew Stafford, I feel like is going through right now. Like if it if it starts not to go their way, 
They're going to be like, oh, are, do we really deserve this moment? Are we really qualified for the moment? Can we meet the moment? Whereas everybody on that Bucks team already possesses that no matter what, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. that's just a different. So all things equal, you know, that to me is the, you know, thing that does not make it equal. Um, so if you're at that uh, point in the postseason, I'm just saying it, it's hard to discount. That's all I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I mean, I do agree. I, I I do believe. I mean, we all know the Bucks. They are going to be a tough out in the postseason. They got the heart of the champion. They are champions. So I do believe, though, when it's all said and done, if the game is in Green Bay, I know the Bucks beat them in Green oh, Bay well, last I mean, year. That's a huge I know, I know huge the Bucks concert. beat them in Green Bay last yeah, year. But I do. Last year. I I do think the Packers will be able to survive. And again, do not sleep on those Arizona Cardinals. They are playing really good football. If they're healthy. I mean, what's troublesome to me is that, you know, is always kind of like the Bucks corners, you know, on the backside of that defense. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when Richard Sherman was, you know, put on IR and I reached out to a Bucks uh, source and I said, what do you think is the impact of this? And they said, well, it's not really impact because it's not, he hasn't been here. So it's not, we haven't really gotten adjusted to him being here, but nonetheless, it wasn't like they had already suffered so many injuries on that backside anyway. So that definitely concerns me when I think of like maybe an Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and picking apart that backside. If I kind of visualize both teams on the field at the same time, how I think it would unfold. The, the key to everything though, with any Tom Brady team, you have to put he on him when he's under duress tom brady like any other quarterback turns into an average player and that's why the giants beat him twice in the super bowl because they had justin tuck michael strahan and those boys and they were able to pressure him with four Mm -hmm. so that's that's the key you oh, no doubt. But the other Tom thing with Brady. Aaron Rodgers is this fracture in this pinky toe. Now, granted, the Packers have the bye and he's going to get, you know, some time uh, to rest it. And hopefully that's enough to get it over the hump so that when they come out of the bye and they face the Bears and he has to put, you know, pressure on it again, that it doesn't um, that it doesn't backslide. And plus, you know, just kind of like Joe Buck said uh, in pregame, he's been, you know, putting injections in that foot. Um, but I always get concerned with the injections on the foot because if something's happening, you can't feel it, you're making it worse. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we just kind of have to see. But the good thing for him is that they are facing the Bears out of the bye. So, you know, maybe that's, you know, something to look at as far as his decision reportedly to not get surgery on. And we'll see how, you know, if that becomes more problematic as the regular season unfolds. And for the record, guys, Aaron Rodgers does not have COVID toe. I know that was like really strange. Like that's probably the nastiest Frito looking (laughs) uh, cornflakes. My my favorite nickname though is Tovid. Tovid. Tovid Rogers. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh my goodness. I I don't think he should be joking about uh, COVID with what he just went. We're not. He's not joking about COVID. He's joking about the fact that he called it COVID toe and the fact that he put his nasty foot on top the the counter, which (laughs) was nasty regardless of anybody. Guys, we spoke a lot about the NFC and no love for the AFC. Like none whatsoever. Mm. But guys, here's after heading into week 13, here are the AFC standings. I'll give Mm. you the top seven, okay? Mm -hmm. Baltimore Ravens, eight and three. Mm. New England Patriots, eight and four. Mm. Tennessee Titans, eight and four. Mm. Kansas City Chiefs, seven and four. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals, seven and four. Buffalo Bills seven and four, and the Los Angeles Chargers hanging on six and five. Where did all of this? I felt like all these teams kind of up and down and all around, and there's been some there's been some movement in these rankings, and you can blame the New England Patriots for that, um, guys. How do you see the AFC race kind of shaking out here later on this season? Tyler, I'll kick it to you first, man. Well, um, which team is ascending? I'll, I'll, oh, I'll ask you that. The, uh, Which team is ascending? I mean, the New England Patriots until they go to Buffalo <laughs> this week. Okay, yes. The Patriots, they're on a six-game winning streak, longest winning streak. Oh, in, there's, in that. there's that. There's yes. that going on so they, they, There's that. They are definitely ascending. <laughs> but producer Emily, can you cue my sound, please? I'm going to. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. What are you, Puff Daddy? Cue my sound. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, Puff Daddy? Yes. I'm like, you know, what are you, you're rap? Yeah, you about, you about to break it down in the cypher? I'm like, well, you got to set him his own yeah. button. We have oh, to set yeah. him his own I mean, button I, for this I, noise. I, I can't. I can't. Does she need to do a scratch? Like, chicka, chicka, chicka. 
Like, is she, <laughs> does she need to get on the one and twos no, for you with her with her gold grill? I, I I can't rap now. Oh, oh please don't. My God. <laughs> Josina, you see what I, you started? Stop it. Stop it. I can rap better than Drake, too. Oh, oh my. Lord. <laughs> Definitely. But anyways. Cut that anyways, part out and like, at Drake for, yeah, on the clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much longer we got? Uh, more, how many more podcasts we got this season? Yes, you yes. You guys are killing me. All right. So anyways, let me get back <clears throat> on the train track. Yes, here. let you get back. The Kansas City Chiefs, I told y'all. They are going to be fine. You told and they us. They are currently, yes. Mm-hmm. I know they went through their hiccups in the beginning of the season. Yeah. But they are gathered their form. They're playing really good football. The defense is still a question mark. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, some. they need to upgrade. They need to shore things up on the back end and on the front end. But However, it's all said and done. When it's all said and done, mm. they will be the last one standings mm. in the AFC. They are my number one team. But I do have to give love to those Patriots. Bill Belichick, he's probably the coach of the year. And the Patriots' defense. That's yes. the equalizer right yep. now yes. for the Patriots the, is the fact yeah, that that I, I do defense agree. with Matthew Judon and those boys, you see, so yes. all things. But, but. You know, my I, friend Matthew Judon. Yes, my yeah. friend Matthew. Oh, okay. Judon. Well, all right. There you go. But, mm-hmm. but Josina missed it. Just to, I, I want to fill you in a little mm. bit because we did a best of last week, oh, okay. and and if you, I don't know how much you look into Tyler's work, mm. but he wrote a whole column mm. on why he hates macaroni and cheese mm. in response to That's Matthew so Judon disgusting. and his take about oh. it, and. Matthew retweeted the story oh, good. and kind of gave a little love to Tyler. Oh, nice. So now Tyler, in his head, thinks they're best oh, friends. Oh, I see. Oh, no, we, we, we talked after that, too. Uh, we're good. Okay, we're good. okay. We're, we're, we're they're good. They're good. We, we, we share our love for dressing, turkey, ham, mm. candy yams, mm. and greens. Oh, I see. Okay. That, 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 that's our thing. None of the carbs. None of the carbs and cheese, no. though. No, no. Notice, I did not mention macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. That stays way off in the corner. Oh. Preferably the trash. Oh, uh, but oh, anyway. So, oh, so you so you agreed with him? That was your take? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Lord. Macaroni and cheese, no. which is a horrible it, take, Josina. To, it's to a horrible me, take. to me, it macaroni and cheese is nasty. I will stand to, on a soapbox. You are nasty. I will stand on a mountaintop and say that to take the but soap from I, the box. I do have. I do have to admit, I don't like cheese. Oh well, I don't like cheese in general. No, I'm not lactose intolerant. Mm. I just don't. Yeah, like we didn't really so want to hear about that anyway. <laughs> we, went, we, went, we went over. We went off the rails. Tyler, yes. Tyler, we don't yes. care. We don't care. Yes. Justin, you were talking about you. The, you yes. just I said just, you just. I just thought a huge need to grab some Lysol, but anyways, <laughs> I don't know what is going on with this digestive part of the podcast. Oh, uh, we man. were saying that we need to give love to and appreciation to the Patriots' defense, and obviously about the Patriots a couple weeks ago, didn't I? Tyler, yes. didn't I tell you guys about the Patriots? I you mean, did, you did. I the think, Patriots, they're, they're playing good. But what they're remains playing. to be seen is how, uh, you know, Mac Jones has already shown that he can handle himself in the regular season. You know, the question becomes when you start seeing things that you haven't seen before on tape because of, you know, coordinators like Todd Bowles who holds things back. And uh, when you get into that postseason pressure, how he handles that. Now he's dealt with, you know, championship type uh, auras, you know, from his college days and, and he has that. And whether that at all translates to the NFL type postseason will, uh, you know, remains to be seen because then the defense will maybe uh, negate Mac Jones's rookiness, so to speak, at the quarterback spot mm-hmm. in comparison to what we're talking about with uh, Tyler saying Pat Mahomes and the uh, Chiefs will be the ultimate ones left standing. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But if he rises <laughs> and still answers the bell in the postseason, in addition to what he's already doing and justifying Bill Belichick and the Patriots for moving on from Cam Newton, no less, a quarterback who has been to the Super Bowl and was the MVP and, and 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 well <laughs> and 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 oh by the way you know was, you know there's been a, like a, a big debate you know between even just a couple of people on, on my show with regards to Cam um you know uh, and and the Panthers not performing uh, in the last two games which we can talk about too um you know I I just think that it's just I, I'm just huge kudos to 
uh, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots. Boy, I mean that that has been justified regardless. Yeah, I would say, guys, <laughs> so looking, looking at the AFC here, looking at the AFC, I think the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, I think they're going to be the two teams to beat here in this conference. The Bills and the Patriots are very interesting to me because the next two games, um, the Bills are going to face. They're going to face each other in two of the next three games. Uh, the Bills have to face the Bucks in Tampa, and the Patriots have to face the Colts in Indianapolis in between there, too. So um, I'm really interested to see how that all shakes up with the AFC East there. I think the Bills can put the Patriots away with two wins. Obviously, the Patriots do the same thing if they beat um, Buffalo, too. But I'm not sure how this AFC East race is going to shake out between those two teams. I don't think anybody really expected the Patriots to come back as as quickly as they did with six straight wins. And I don't think anybody really expected the Bucks to be ran over. I mean, the Bills, excuse me, to be ran over by Derrick Henry and by Jonathan Taylor this year, and and lose to the Jaguars. Um, three really bad losses that they have. Well, we do know your Dolphins will not be in the race. And the they're, they're creeping up. They won four now, in a row too. I they do won have four to in a row. ask. I do have to <clears throat> ask you two a question. Give me your top five teams in the AFC. Mm, all right, Tyler. Before in you order. Before, in Order. Before you give me a little quick dig on, on the Dolphins, I would say Tua and, and Patrick Mahomes, your boy, got the same QBR. Uh, uh, keep that in mind there. My top five in the AFC, I've got um, Chiefs, Ravens. I'm going to still keep it with the Bills. And man, Wait, is this in order? Teams. Is this in order? Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to make order. I'm trying to make it in order. But like the last two teams, so I put the you know, this is so hard, like the Bengals, the Chargers, the Raiders, um, even the Colts. I, I wouldn't even mention to say the Steelers and Browns might even have a chance to sneak back into this um, later on this season, too. The last two teams. You said the hard. Steelers? Even the Steelers could have a chance to jump back into this later this season. <laughs> Look at the standings. <laughs> Look at the standings. They got Why a chance, man. Why you respond to that like he got a kidney stone? Now, say a word. <laughs> the Steelers. Have you not seen the Steelers the last I've few weeks? I've seen the Steelers, and I've seen all these other teams lose some games, too. I think that's... The team that tied the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. got beat by the Chargers and then got beat down by the Cincinnati Bengals, those they, Steelers? Yeah, they still got a chance, man. If you look at the standings, they still got a chance. And you got a chance to go to the NFL next year. <laughs> I might be a college Josina, coach next year, man. Time Josina, to get that money. give me your top five. Uh, you said what? Get, give me your top five. I'm not getting – listen. I, you can't give me a top five, Josina? Hold uh, on, Tyler. Why don't you give us your top five? Go ahead. Go ahead since you're trying to get it out of everybody. I want to hear you stumble over three teams, three, four, and five, like I no, just stumble no, over not, them. I'm, I'm not going to stumble. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Chiefs, number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. The <laughs> – Thank you. Yes. The Ravens, uh-huh, number done. two. You copied me. Okay, great, great job. Number three, the Bills. Oh, you copied me again. Great job, Tyler. Number four, the Patriots. All right, it copied me again. I told you the Patriots are going to do no, good. No, 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 you didn't. No, I, I didn't told you a couple you. weeks ago they'd number be good. Number five, number five, the Chargers, 5A Bengals. And with the ability to switch... If the Bengals oh, beat the Chargers. I flex? forgot it's, I forgot it's your two favorite quarterbacks, Joe Burrow five? and Justin Herbert. Is this, this a flex is... spot? Okay, so uh, first of all, who was your number You're three team? Even... The Bills? Who did, who did the, what just happened in, in, the, in the last game with the Bills? The Bills dominated the Saints. Okay, but before, but before that? So we're just going to go. No, I'm just, I'm just I'm How just far off in the past are we going? No, I'm just it's saying. It's a week to weekly. Okay, but what I'm saying is in two of the last four games, they've had some questionable losses, right? Very they questionable. They did. Okay. So, so, and you have them above the Patriots. Yes. Even after the those results is what I'm saying. When the Bills and the Patriots play, I believe the Bills will win. Mm, and when, okay. Mm, okay. Okay, yeah. I do okay. too. I do too. Okay. So, so you believe that when the Bills and the Patriots play, you believe that the Bills will win? Here's a stronger. Uh, here's here's a stronger question. Here's a stronger. Is Matt Judon listening? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> here's a stronger question: Do the Bills sweep the Patriots? Because I think I'll let Joe. I'll let Joe Cena answer that. No, I'm just. I'm just saying it's very curious because we're talking about a team that's gone on a six-game winning streak. The Bills have had questionable losses to what was Damn. it? Uh, what was it? The Dolphins and the the Jets or the Jags? One of those. No, no, no. The, the, the Bills lost to the Jags and to the Colts. Jags and the Colts. Is that what it yeah. was? Uh huh. Okay. All right. So 
and 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 what and it was a little bit of a struggle against the Dolphins. No, not a struggle at all. Nobody was struggling okay. against. The nobody, Dolphins. nobody struggles against the Dolphins. That was. <laughs> that was what. Not wrong about that. What? What were you about to say, Simon? <laughs> Tyler's not wrong about that. They won oh. four in a row against uh-huh. four really bad teams. They might win six in a row, just like the Patriots. They got the Giants and the Jets coming up. Well, Two of them might be so seven happy. seed, seven seed in the playoffs. My, 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 okay, so my, my point so is, is that I feel like <laughs> you're under uh, doing the Patriots. That's all. Which I'm very okay. Seeing as all uh, your besties would. Joe do you want to do a steak bet on when the Bills? No, I don't want to do a third steak bet. How many steaks y'all gonna eat together, man? Yeah, seriously. Okay. How many steaks y'all gonna have together? Because at this point, I'm gonna move off the filet mignons and move to the Maldives because I don't need no more steaks clogging up my small and large intestine. We're gonna have to go to something. I got the Bills beating the Patriots. You got the Bills beating. What's that? That's Monday Night Football, right? When is that? Yes. Monday night football. Yes. Monday night football. Is this Monday? Is that this Monday? This Monday, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Sounds like it's a good time to do some picks, guys. All right, so time for the part of the podcast where we go into our insider picks. It apparently has, uh, you know, come to fruition that there is now a tie between Safin and Tyler. Uh, explain to me how this happened. Sophie, I'll go ahead and explain. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I picked the Detroit Lions to win on Thanksgiving. I was mm. hoping for a Thanksgiving miracle. Oh. And Tyler's going to be like, you picked the worst team. Oh. How you predict on the worst team? Everybody knows the worst team was going to be the worst team. Tyler, you're welcome, man. I tied it up with you, man. I, I wanted to make it a little bit so more you went, So, you went, so you went, to be clear, yes, you went down on clear. the uh, – You went down – on I, was, I was all in Detroit. I was like, Detroit's going to win on Thanksgiving. They were like this close. Maybe it's a little bit more closer than I'm giving it, but look, I made the pick. So you I put your you put your picks mortgage up. on Detroit. No, nah, yeah, right. we didn't do all that. We didn't do no, all but, that. But that's what it so, feels like. You put your picks mortgage. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's all good. It's so, all good. Stop, stop, stop. First of all, first of all, you got a bet right, my miss. What, when when you mimic me, put some more bass in your voice. Come on, uh, put some more bass in your wow, voice. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs again. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs again. As opposed to Soprano. Yeah, come on. How, how like the Detroit? They haven't won a game. I mean, that, I was that's, trying to that's give it I was trying to give it. You were in the holiday spirit. I was. That's fine. I was. All right, I was. All right, trying all right, to get refocused. Right. So here we go. Refocused. Here's the Thursday night football game. We've got the Cowboys at seven and four, going through a bit of a COVID rash uh, through the building. Uh, right now, their head coach uh, Mike McCarthy is not slated to coach this game, though he doesn't call Ooh. plays, as a, a source pointed out to me for the state. So, but they have been dealing with that. Amari Cooper is still uh, feeling not well. Uh, they're going up against the Saints, who are five and six and have been struggling in the absence of Jameis Winston. Though it's not as if the team is completely, you know, given up and not being competitive. Um, there was a report that came out uh, yesterday that uh, they were potentially thinking about. Uh, going to Taysom Hill at the starting quarterback and that he received uh, uh, starter reps uh, yesterday. So what do you guys think about this? Tyler, I'm really interested to see what you're going to pick here. I'm going with the Cowboys. I know Mike McCarthy's not going to coach the game. Maybe that might help the Cowboys out. Just kidding. Um, But I think Dak Prescott, Ezekiel (laughs) Elliott, uh, I think those two guys are much better than Taysom Hill, uh, Trevor Simeon. Alvin Kamara is trending upwards. I know Mark Ingram is trending upwards. Yeah, but um, you don't know if you're going to get those guys back. Um, and I think CeeDee Lamb is you know, expected to come back on Thursday. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game. The Saints have lost some really bad games. They've lost four in a row, and they just have no offense. Hopefully Taysom Hill gives them some, but I don't think he's going to come against the Cowboys. Yeah, the Saints should be embarrassed with their performance on Thanksgiving against the Bills. The Cowboys should be embarrassed, too, because I do believe they overlooked the Las Vegas Raiders to an extent. But I have them getting back on track this week. I'm going to pick the Cowboys, even though there's a mini COVID outbreak within that locker room. I do think Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott will get things on track and they'll win this game. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the next game. We've got the Chargers six and five. I mean, I remember at the beginning of the season, you guys were talking so much about Justin Herbert 
Dustin this, Justin you guys, that. You guys. Like, I'm just, you know, or, or sorry, Tyler. Yeah, thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay. That was his favorite and quarterback at the beginning. So, of the and now, you know, 900 games later, they're six and five. Um, mm-hmm. The Bengals are seven and four, uh, coming off of a big win, dominant win, 41 to 10 over the Steelers. Uh, and now they are seven and four. And the debate is out there as to whether they're the top team in the AFC North. But how do you see this uh, unfolding? Tyler, what's going on with your quarterback, man? I mean, I mean, him and Tua got the same amount of wins. It, it, it looks like Tua is trending a little bit more upward than your boy Justin Herbert, Tyler. I just need that part so, for my for, I need that part in. I need to get that part in before okay, I make so, my pick. Okay. Before I make my pick. Uh, first, first of all, how many quarterbacks do y'all think I have? For you, Justin Herbert. Yes. And what, what, what are we gonna do? Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Dak Prescott. No, 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 Russell not that. Russell not, not, Wilson. No, Russell Wilson, not your boy. Joe Burrow. Like Joe how many, Burrow. How many Joe Burrow. Those three. Those three. Those are your three guys. Those Joe three? Burrow. Oh, okay. Pat Mahomes. Uh, Justin Herbert and your boy Matt Judon. Those are your four best friends, bro, right there. That's your Mount Rushmore. My four best, my four, oh, my goodness. Y'all the okay. four best friends that anybody could have. Well, this this is a sneaky – now, I won't even say sneaky. This is a really good game in the AFC. You have Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They This is their first time facing off against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert was not in that game last year when the Chargers won. Uh, because Tyrod Taylor was his starting quarterback. The Chargers ended up winning that game. Every The way both teams are playing, the Bengals are playing some of the best football in the AFC, and it's kind of under the radar. It is kind of under the radar. The way they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, mm. it, that was a, probably their most impressive win of mm. the season. With all that being said, I do think the Chargers squeak this one i do think the chargers squeak this one out there's a reason they're they're both they're both kind of inconsistent teams still trying to figure things out trying to learn how to win but i do think Mm. the chargers have the better quarterback and i have them winning this game i'm actually talking to former chargers linebacker linebacker sean merriman the preview this game this week. So check that out on uh, USAtodaySportsPlus.com. Wow. I am picking the Chargers. A plug and a Chargers pick. So I don't know if the Bengals are playing some of the best football in the AFC. Because like you just said, everybody's beating up on the Steelers, right? And Tyler, you and I were sitting next to each other when we saw the Browns use like five plays to beat, blow them out 41-something. Um, so I think that's a little suspect there too. But I think for the Chargers, the reason I don't like the Chargers here is They've had some bad losses recently, and now you're coming up against another road. You know, you're playing two road games in a row here, um, losing to the Broncos last week, and I think they're going to lose to the Bengals this week. I'm going with Joe Burrow. I'm going with the Bengals at home. Let's get some more. Let's get some more parity in these picks, man. This is where I come back up this week, Tyler. Right here, this pick right here. See, I knew you were going to pick the Bengals, and that kind of you know enticed me to pick the Chargers yes. too, because I, yes. I I want to make sure I go one game up yes. on you this week, mm. at least one game up. Because mm. I have a at feeling least. where you're going on the next. Bit. <laughs> okay. okay, well the next, well the next one is the Broncos, <laughs> six and five. Though interestingly, you know they've had some you know wins in the absence of Von Miller and the Chiefs, seven and four, uh, who according to um, Tyler are the AFC best and uh, are are most likely probably winning the Super Bowl. But go ahead, uh, Tyler. I'm going to cue up your sound as well, man. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Again. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> wow. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. It's a division game. Another step for for uh, Kansas City to kind of continue their climb up. In the AFC um, playoff standings here, um, I think Patrick Mahomes. This is a good game for them to kind of just get their rhythm back, get their get everything back and focus for the for the rest of the season here. I don't know if Broncos gave a much of a challenge to them next week in Kansas City. I'm going with the Chiefs. Mm. The, the Chiefs have won mm. four in a row. Mm. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. Producer Emily is on it. Mm. I don't even have to say anything else. Mm. Need I say any more? Mm. 
They're going to make it five in a row. Can't okay, so he's going to do the mic drop on that. Okay, well, let's go to the Ravens right now who are 8-3 and three after beating up on uh, the Browns in that game. Your Cleveland Browns. Oh, please. Despite the fact <laughs> that Lamar Jackson had 500 interceptions. No, he had, what, four interceptions yeah. in that game? Four, uh, yeah, I think so. And they were only able to yeah. get three points off of the four interceptions going up against the Steelers who were coming off of a very embarrassing beatdown um, against the Bengals, no less, but now dealing with the fact that T.J. Watt has COVID and might not be back in time for this game. So what do you guys think? Listen, I think it's so – I feel so bad for the Steelers. You, you you tie against the Lions. You lose in Los Angeles to the Chargers. You lose in Cincinnati to the Bengals, and you get blown out. The last two games, you've given up 41 points, and who's walking into the door? Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Pittsburgh. I'm going with the Ravens in this one. Mm, mm-hmm. The Steelers are the worst team in the AFC North, and I don't even think it's close anymore. Mm. They're going downhill fast. They're on a tailspin. They're not going to be Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, I feel kind of bad for him, too, because Najee Harris is quietly having a really good rookie season at running back, and he should be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. But... They're not a good football team. They have a lot of holes in that offensive line. Their defense isn't playing well. I, I didn't even mention their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> is falling off a cliff. Father time is knocking on You know what's door. really interesting about the door, man. You know what's really Father interesting about the Steelers, though, is that if this is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last season, you would think that maybe he would just go ahead and announce it now so that there could be – a little bit more of a, you know, giving him his flowers, you know, uh, towards these last games as opposed to just mentioning it in the offseason because I just don't see with the way that Ben Roethlisberger is playing right now that they can go back to him. And I feel like this season has been like a pay respect to Ben because everything that he's done for the franchise, we can't not not go with Ben. So at what point do you – do you, you know, acknowledge that, you know, or maybe have a Drew Brees moment and say, you know what, this is not, I'm I'm not going to come back so that the commentators and the fans, while you're still in uniform and on the field, you know, can commemorate you better. Um, and this is something that just kind of came to my head the other day. I was just like, okay, is he just going to wait till they fall off the cliff and even more and, you know, potentially not saying that, you know, that is a foregone conclusion and, you know, uh, until at, at that point when he says something, or maybe he's just because it's just so hard as an athlete to come to that conclusion verbally and actually verbalize that, <laughs> you know, and say that's that. A gr- mm-hmm. That's a great point, Josina. And I do think the Steelers are doing themselves a disservice by actually not playing Dwayne Haskins, too, because you don't know what you have in him and how he fits in uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers system. And s- see what you have in him. Is he going to be the quarterback of the future. I know he flamed out in Washington, but they signed him to kind of revitalize his career, give him some playing time. Ben Roethlisberger is not performing well at all. What does it hurt to give Dwayne Haskins some an opportunity to show if he's the quarterback of the future or at least a bridge quarterback until they find their next QB? But it's like Sean Payton went, you know, you're muted, Soffin. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't mute on purpose. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, you're taking away from the swan song snaps of Ben Roethlisberger for giving Dwayne Haskins any playing time. But when you look at Pittsburgh, they started one and three. They won four in a row. And now the last three games were, you know, two games where they gave up 40 and that tied to Detroit. So um, I think Pittsburgh probably thought they'd be a little bit more in the mix, especially when they won those four games in a row. Um, and definitely with the AFC North, the way it kind of unfolded the last couple of weeks, they still were in, a, in it until they became in last place in the last week, too. So I'm interested how this all unfolds, too, guys. But I don't know if calling it a swan song right now to get some flowers or some sympathy is going to do Pittsburgh any good in the standings, in these games, or even, you know, with the fans. I think everybody kind of knows what time it is in Pittsburgh. Well, and I, You yeah. still have them maybe going to the playoffs. Stop it. You said they still have a chance. <laughs> Listen, anybody can sneak into that seven seed. 
anybody they to sneak a, in. That about NA- as much chance as the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> do at making the playoffs there's, in the NFC. There's a lot more teams in the <laughs> NFC in that mix. Pittsburgh well, is I mean, one of those and teams I hear, in I'm mix. not going to necessarily saying they can't squeak it in. The question is, you know, how viable are they if they do, you know, squeak it in? And mm-hmm. I can understand, you know, to maybe counteract my own point as far as why maybe they haven't done it. Maybe Ben doesn't want to make it about him, you know, at this point when they're trying to focus and be, uh, you know, competitive i'm just you know wondering at what point is that threshold do you realize okay you know or maybe it just has to be a mathematical threshold where it's like they definitely are out and then he acknowledges it at that yeah. point you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so welcome yeah. to it's a, welcome to it's a football podcast where we counterdict our own yeah. points that we make during the podcast. <laughs> okay so and going... i both done that this this, this show. yeah that's okay that's all right <laughs> okay so we did uh go back and revisit that now let's go to the patriots eight and four bills seven and four you guys have already been talking about this but now that it's on the line and you have mm-hmm. to put your name to it who are you gonna say yeah i'm going with the bills in this game i think i don't i don't think New England's going to win seven in a row. Six in a row was very, very impressive. Their defense has been very, very impressive. Mac Jones has been... Even without Tredavious White. Yeah, Tredavious White is going to be a bad loss, but I don't think New England has the receivers to really scare anybody. Mm. Um, They played really well with the run game. They played really well defensively. Mac Jones has not turned the ball over. Um, But Josh Allen is a a quarterback in another realm. Um, I think that defense is going to get a challenge. And I think the Bills have an opportunity to... Um, you know, they won the, this division last year. They have an opportunity to say, hey, this is our division again this year. And I like them at home on Monday night. I'm going with the Bills, Tyler. Okay. Yeah, the Bill, I like the way the Bills played on Thanksgiving Day when they went up in New Orleans and really beat down the Saints. The Patriots are playing some of the best football in all of football, have the uh, longest winning streak currently in the NFL. But I do not think – they are going to beat the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, even without Tredavious White, Josina Anderson. I have the Buffalo. My whole Bills name, damn. <laughs> all you needed to do was name. put a. All you need to do is put a T in my name to sound like my parent, Justina. Oh <laughs> when they mad at me, yeah. Go ahead. Hey, I, I, you know, I, I throw shots when shots are thrown uh, at me. Oh, okay, you know, okay, so, okay, you know. okay. My whole name. You know. It's uh, rare people call me Josina, let alone my whole name when they're talking to me. But go ahead. Uh, do you want me to throw in your middle name? <laughs> no, don't throw in my government middle name either, please. <laughs> okay, well, you know, so now that we got your picks, right? That concludes the predictor, <laughs> the uh, insider prediction segment. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here on week 13 on It's a Football Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. We want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports. Thanks for listening and check in with us again next week. Bye. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app where the biggest fans fan harder. Show